Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered. What the hell's going on here? I, I literally told him, I was like, you're in high school. And then he's like, no, I'm not in high school. Like, you, you, you f***ing idiot. You know? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, jeez, this, this guy's definitely not coming here now. <laughs> the podcast made by the athlete for the fans. Kind of the main difference is that we're just pouring our hearts and souls into the sport. And I know our guys want to win. And that's what, what hurt in that moment and what I had to kind of overcome and and come to the realization, you know, this is what I signed up for. Now here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Whether you are washing the dog, grocery shopping, sewing even, whatever you like to do. Sewing? (laughs) You never know. Yeah, okay, okay, continue. So I totally interrupted the intro. Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered. Adrian Martinez, Jeff Ekstrom along with you here. And Adrian, episode number seven, we're already there. And at this time, we're, we're approaching your season here. Yeah, and um, a very exciting time. I, I couldn't be more pumped about this team. And that's not just press conference talk. It's, it's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the chemistry we have going, the unit that we have from, from talent, um, just to how hard we've worked all summer, uh, I feel really confident going into this season. Yeah, I mean, you guys start the season with a conference opponent on the road, Illinois. And this was originally supposed to be in Ireland, right? It was. So obviously a little disappointing yeah. because that's an experience of a lifetime mm-hmm. and something that I was definitely looking forward to. And I know my family was too. And Husker Nation always supports. And I know they would have even outside the country, which yeah. is nuts. But spending a week there and somewhere I'd never been, I was really looking forward to it. But it is what it is. We get to go to Champaign, Illinois, and uh, go play a Big Ten opponent. It'll be interesting playing the first game of the year yeah. against a conference foe. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done that in my time here, and so that'll be a little bit uh, different that way. But it's exciting, and I know the intensity kind of goes up a notch. So it'll be, we'll feel it out. You know, I'm assuming that intensity is going to be the same because yeah. both teams need the W. That's how it goes. Conference play is crucial, especially in the Big Ten. Um, so I'm excited. And it's interesting because as a fan growing up and watching Nebraska football and everything, uh, one of the biggest games of the year was always the first road game. Just because usually weeks before you hammer non-conference opponents at home, you're comfortable in that setting. Mm. And then you go on the road for the first time. It's kind of like, all right, obviously you've been on the road multiple times before, but it's also, it's a new season. You're on the road for the first time, kind of adjustments a little. And it's weird that you're starting to, 
for the season. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think it might be more advantageous to us to start mm-hmm. the start the year on the road, kind of go, and I think the potential to earn a big road W yeah. to start the year would be an even bigger boost to the team, um, kind of get us going on a hot streak early against a conference opponent. That's That provides a lot more momentum than maybe a, a non-conference game yeah. at home. Like you even said, a, more of a comfortable environment. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. And early in the year, it's kind of like the first game is the first game. I don't know if uh, road or away even, yeah. or road or home makes a difference that way. That excitement, that feel, is, it's just different. So I think it's more advantageous to us that way. Yeah, and I mean, it's a like you said, it's a conference opponent, and it's a new coach too. I mean, Brett Milima, who's been in the Big Ten before, he was at Wisconsin for a while. What I mean, what if I don't know if you guys have gone through that yet or anything, but what's your first take with analyzing that Illinois team? Yeah, so it's it's always a little bit different playing a new coach at the beginning of the year yeah. because you're not necessarily sure what you're going to mm-hmm. see, but what you can do is go back and watch the film of the the previous place he had coached at, maybe the previous where the, the defensive coordinator coached at. What type of things do they like to run? What are they looking to do defensively? Usually they have an identity and something that um, they like to run with their personnel. So that's kind of the starting point. And then from there, it's like, how are we going to attack that? What are we going to do? What are our adjustments? And um, I think it'll be fun. You know, Having a little bit of uncertainty is kind of something you always have in a game because teams have new things to throw at you. But usually once you figure out what their game plan is, you can kind of attack it from mm-hmm. there. So I know that'll happen during the game at some point regardless. We're going to be prepared, and I think the big thing for us is making sure we know what we're doing on our side. If we execute, it shouldn't matter what they're doing on their side because we're ready to attack it at all angles. Obviously, you've said this over the past few episodes. You're the old guy now. You've been here for <laughs> a few years, fourth year. What type – what kind of – how is it feeling this fourth year? Any type of a different feel than previous years or – Give us an insight. Yeah, I mean, I've I was thrown into the leadership role early on um, here in Nebraska, and that was something I was comfortable with. But I don't think I was a hundred percent equipped for it yet at that level, um, with how big our team is and and all that requires. You know, kind of your attention and commitment on the college level and as a college quarterback of like a major D one program, and I feel as equipped and experienced as I ever have right now as a leader. And I think I've kind of notched up to a new level and I've been able to rely on guys around me to be great leaders as well. And I think that's given me a, a, a tremendous amount of confidence. Um, so that's one of the things. And then secondly, I, I think my off-season program and, and what we've been doing in, this, in the strength room, um, what I've been doing drill-wise is just so refined to this point because – I've been there, mm-hmm. and I know exactly what I kind of need to work on. Um, I think that's helped me elevate my game as well. You know, putting aside some of the things I know I don't need to put focus on and focusing more on what I need to get better on, what I need to do to be a better leader, um, I think has really elevated us as a unit. Yeah, and I want to touch briefly on the personnel as well because um, I think the program is kind of going in a different shift. You can just see that. Uh, Coach Frost is recruiting bigger guys. You're seeing now he's recruiting guys that are 6'3", 6'4", really tall and big physical receivers and whatnot. And also, 
just with the guys you have there now, you got a mix of guys who've been there, like Levi Falk, Oliver Martin for a year, Austin Allen. But they also have an influx of new guys. Omar Manning, who was here last year but didn't really play, he'll finally step in there. You got Smory, who was just on, um, and Marky Step, running back position. So yeah. how would you evaluate the personnel compared to the previous years you've been here? Yeah, I think we have a really, really good mix of some veteran guys with experience that are also good guys, you know, who want to lead, who want to help our team get to the next level, and some new guys who are – some new young guys that are really pushing the older guys to get better and to raise our standard. And so right now I feel great about the talent that we have. But beyond that, the way we're working. Because we've had talent before, but I I do think our talent's better. Mm -hmm. But it's more about the chemistry and kind of the collective um, movement that that we're having that that really has me encouraged. And, um, you know, you you have to play with a chip regardless. Mm -hmm. And I think this team has it, and it's it's – developed to the point where I'm I'm, uh, I'm pumped to finally get on the field. Score prediction? I do not have one. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I'd try. There you go. Talking about Illinois, they will play in week zero, something that really hasn't happened in Nebraska for a while. Yeah, it definitely pushed our fall camp uh, to an earlier mm-hmm. date, but sooner the better. Let's get this thing going. That's right. Well, what is coming soon here is an interview with Samari Torre. Coming up right after this, Don't go away. Exciting stuff here in Episode 7 of Athletes Unfiltered. Welcome back in. It is already Episode number 7 of Athletes Unfiltered. Jeff Ekstrom with you as always, along with Adrian Martinez. And Adrian, we got a new counterpart with us today, Samari Torre. He's new. Not only to this podcast, but also to Nebraska, transferred from Montana, and he'll be catching some footballs from you this fall. Oh, he most definitely will be. He knows that. He caught some in the spring game, and um, I'm pumped. He wanted to come on the pod. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, I'm honored to be here, you know, with the legend himself, 2 a.m. Uh, <laughs> uh, Love that. Yes, sir. Mm. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk some shop. Um, obviously, you're a grad transfer, and you started your career at Montana. So let's talk about the recruiting process. What led you to Montana? What made you pick there? Um, I know how talented you are. No disrespect to Montana, but uh-huh. you're that dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, so elaborate it on it. Yeah, honestly, it was like a stroke of luck to be able to go to Montana, honestly, because I was like not recruited at all. Mm. Yeah, so like as as a sophomore in high school, I was on JV, which I know not not a lot of D one players can say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. On, you know, know, usually there's kind of like a standout moment in like yeah. sophomore year. Depending, you're from Oregon, right? Yeah, I'm from Oregon. So I don't know how high school ball is out there, but I imagine a lot of those dudes you're trying to compete with were probably playing varsity sophomore year, mm-hmm. whatever. But continue, go on, keep going. What you were saying? Yeah. So I was I was on JV, like, and barely even playing at that. You know, and then going into my junior year, I wasn't even in a position to play varsity either. But by a stroke of luck, and I don't want to say luck because it sounds bad, but the two starting receivers who were going to be the go-to guys that next year, one of them got in trouble with the law, got arrested, and the other one transferred schools. So it was kind of like, okay, you're the next man up. And they weren't expecting anything of me. It was just like (laughs) – don't fuck this up <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure so it wasn't a lot of pressure going into it but i ended up having a really good you know junior year 
And then, you know, fast forward going into that summer, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna start taking this thing serious. That's when I first started to, you know, go can't go to camps and stuff. Going yeah, to like going on the year. camp circuit, going to yeah. different schools. So I went yeah. to like an Oregon State camp, Oregon camp, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, and then fast forward to my senior year, you know, I had a I had a crazy year. <laughs> you know, I had I had like a, you know broke a bunch of school records and stuff like that. So what uh what level was your high school at? What? It was six A. So is six A the highest? Yeah, like okay. yeah, six A is the highest in Oregon. So. Uh yeah, I had a good year, so I was expecting you know like offers to start rolling in for right? sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just really didn't happen, you know. I got a, I got an offer from Air Force that yeah. was really like my only like a hundred percent offer, but I kind of knew that that wasn't like. That Did you do you ever take a visit there? Because I had a buddy, one of my best friends in high school, got an offer from Air Force, and he took mm-hmm. a visit, and they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to serve like, serve an additional yeah. three years no matter mm-hmm. what if you're good enough to be a first round nfl pick you're serving three years and then going to the nfl yep, exactly and i didn't even end up taking a visit there i actually had a home visit with them and you know it, it, it went pretty good you know he's a cool guy but i just i just know myself and that's that's not me like, it wasn't your scene yeah. yeah and i wanted to have like a college experience you know i didn't want to be waking up at 5 a.m you know <laughs> people screaming at me and stuff <laughs> like that dude so, i've heard some crazy stories i'll have to get into that after but yeah. i've heard some crazy stories oh yeah no place. me too two of my teammates actually at montana they went to air force did the year of like prep school because you got to do a year of prep mm-hmm. school when you go there and then after that they were like yo i, I can't do this shit. <laughs> yeah like you have to walk a certain path mm-hmm. and you have to Oh, you can chew your food in like seven bites or something if you chew like, yeah, some crazy. And if you don't, then like you get ripped and have to do a punishment or whatever. But see, yeah, I I couldn't do that. And I I have a lot of respect for the people who can do that. No doubt, dude. There's a different level of discipline that goes into that type of stuff. Yeah, but that's just not me. So, but yeah, I got that offer and I was like, okay, yep. Like I know how this goes. You get one offer, all the other offers start rolling in. (laughs) Not what happened at all. But, you know. I kind of felt disrespected mm-hmm. almost, especially by all the schools that were in my area, you know, Oregon, Oregon State, mm-hmm. even Portland State. Portland State's what really hurt me because I'm like, yo, you guys. Yeah, you they, didn't, right they didn't give you anything. No. Yeah. They, really? Any attention? Any? They, 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 like, came to some of my games and stuff. They would talk to me. They wanted to actually offer me a half scholarship to play defensive back. Mm-hmm. But I'm – like, I, I didn't want to do that. Like, like, bro, I, I know I, I'm a receiver. I broke, I broke school records as a receiver. What, yeah. do you, what are you doing recruiting it, me as a Exactly. So uh, actually, my my offensive coordinator, his dad coached with the old coach at Montana, Bob Stitt, and he just kind of like put in a good word for me. He was like, "Yo, I have this receiver. Like, you, you know, he's a good kid. He's talented. He's not getting a lot of attention." And you know, I had like an over the phone interview with that coach, and he 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 liked what he heard. He he could tell, you know, I was a I was I was a, I was a good kid, and I ended up going to visit out there like right before signing day and. You know, I, I kind of I, I fell in love with it, and it was really my only option. So yeah. they they threw me a, a half scholarship and said, you know, show me what you can do. Mm-hmm. And then you you proved it. You how did exactly. you how, how'd your career go? So what was your development like? Because obviously you kind of took a big step mm-hmm. to becoming the guy you wanted to be, and obviously that's a a process that never stops. But right. when you first got on campus to that last year in Montana, what what happened? Uh, a lot of stuff happened, but <laughs> like going going into it, you know, uh, I redshirted. Montana is like a traditional school that like redshirts everyone that goes in there just because, mm-hmm. you know, they want to get the everything out of you. Yeah, you know, they want yeah. you to develop, and then they want four good years out of you or whatever. 
But yeah, I came in redshirted, and I came in right away, and I was I was like doing pretty good. And my coach was like, "Look, like you could you could play right now. Like you're a little undersized, which was an understatement. I was like, I was like, I was like 165 soaking wet when I got there. <laughs> yeah. And that 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 probably had a lot to do with like why other schools like big D1 programs yeah. weren't throwing mm-hmm. offers but the, at me. But that could be developed as yeah. thing. So I feel exactly. like that shouldn't really be a big. But I they do use that like oh yeah. you're not. Exactly. Not the size we need weight wise. Like, yeah. Isn't that what you do at the college level? You exactly. You, you beef kids up. Exactly. So I was like, oh, okay, like whatever. But yeah, so I redshirted, and then my redshirt freshman year, uh, they started me out in the slot, and you know I had a, I had a good season. Like I had, I, I was I was a backup to my guy Jerry uh, Jerry Louis McGee, who was like a fan favorite. He was he was a baller, bro. Mm. He was he was super short, shifty. You know, punt return, kick return. Great little slot guy. Mm-hmm. Little yeah. slot guy, yeah. So I was, like, kind of, like, learning from him. Obviously, like, I was a different type of player, but I was, like, you know, taking pieces of his game. So, but they were finding ways to work me in there. So I, I ended up with, like, I think I had, like, 30 catches, around 500 yards. Yeah, and you had, like, five touchdowns, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, five touchdowns, something like that. So it was, that was, like, a that was crazy, bro. Like, just, you know, that first college experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Montana's, like, a, a great uh uh, place to play too. I've like, heard the atmosphere is pretty good, right? Yeah. They support pretty well. Yeah, and it's it's like one of the best in the FCS. Like twenty five thousand, you know, always like mm. almost sold out. So it was just it was it was a crazy experience. And then after my freshman year, they were like, "Look, like you proved yourself. Like we're gonna put you on a full scholarship. Like mm. like you earned it." I'm like, "Bet." I'm like, "Let's go," because it it was tough, you know. Like all my all my teammates like getting the checks and like getting all the extra benefits yeah getting the yeah. stipends and uh-huh. getting their school paid for and you were kind of left out yeah. but you were playing yeah and it was like i was better than a lot of them mm. and who, who like they weren't even playing and i was like how, how am i not getting paid definitely so after the season they're like yeah i'm gonna put you on full and then the coaches get fired whole oh. coaching staff oh wow gone i didn't know that yeah so i was like well it's back to square one so new coaching staff rolls in i'm like look they said they were gonna put me on full. You can run the film back from last year. Like I, I'm, I can play. I showed it. I proved it. And they're like, yeah, you know, you're a good player, definitely. But you got to prove yourself with us now, because we don't, we don't know if you're gonna mesh with this new coaching staff. So yeah, that's you gotta, how the game works. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to prove yourself again in spring ball. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll, I, I have no other choice, right? Yeah. So. Spring ball happens, and you know I end up earning a scholarship at the end of spring ball. So I'm like, all right, bet like now now we can. That's get what to I deserve, work. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sophomore year was actually like my probably my worst year, like because they had moved me to outside receiver. So that's when I first started playing. Do you feel outside. more natural inside or outside? I mean, I know what you're playing for us, yeah. Or you're probably going to play a little bit of both, yeah, but I'll, you're in I'll the slot playing, right now. Yeah. Uh, well, I felt more natural. I played outside in in a. Uh, in high school so mm-hmm. like that's what i was used to but going into slot i was like okay like i, I like this too and then when they moved me back outside it was just tough because it was at the d1 level so i'm mm-hmm. like I, I haven't done this since high school it felt kind of weird because yeah there's an adjustment yeah it was there, an adjustment yeah. and that's what that year was it was like an adjustment year you know so it was it, i still had like i had like 400 yards or something mm-hmm. like that but I wasn't like I, I had trouble getting off press at times, like mm-hmm. reading coverages, because I was just like you said adjusting. Mm-hmm. But then, so after that year, I'm like, okay, like I know what I need to work on. I have I have experience in the slot and outside. Like 
this summer I need to put it all together and really like go off next year and show what I can do. And then that's what I did. Like my junior year, I had a I had a really good year. So, and then after that, shit, I had a good I had a good year. So I ended up entering the transfer portal just because they canceled our season because of that COVID year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was that like? I know. So last year they canceled the season and moved it to spring. So did that yeah. change a lot of guys' mindsets? Like, man, I need to go see if I could test the waters at the D one level. Right. What What led you to that decision? Outside of that, did you know you wanted to play kind of at a higher level too? Yeah. So, so after after that, after my season, I I was thinking about it, and a lot of I had a lot of voices, you know, on the outside telling me, you know, like you you went off at this level, like, and there's nothing really else that you can do, like like I was all American, like yada yada yada. So it's like, what else can you do at this level? You know, the only thing that you haven't done is like go off against the best of the best Mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah like that's a good point but at the same time like we had made it to the playoffs for the first time in like i don't know how many years so i was like but i i like this school took a chance on me you know these are all my brothers here like i've been going here for it's a tough decision yeah it's it's a real tough decision mm -hmm. and sometimes you got to make the one that's better for you exactly and and what your dreams are like you want to get to the league exactly you know this step will help you get there exactly but it was it was just tough like like i said those are my brothers this is my program like and i'm comfortable here that's mm-hmm. another thing is like i was comfortable and i, d- I didn't want to step outside of my comfort yeah. zone like i wasn't thinking about it like that because you know i was trying to make excuses for it but that's really mm-hmm. what it was is i was comfortable definitely but you know then that this is right after my junior year, but i'm like you know what i'm gonna stick it out like you know, I, I love my guys here, and I feel like you can make it to the league from anywhere. It might be more of an uphill battle, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm going to stick it out. And then and then COVID hit. Mm. So then it's like, okay, this is like, I feel like this is someone telling me, like, nah, you you were right when you th- thought about it the first time. You that was like go. a sign. That was yeah, a sign it was, like, it was like a sign to me. And also it's just, you know, I came out, I came out to Montana to play football, bro. I'm not going to. You know, go. I'm not just gonna sit out a whole year and be in Montana. You know, away from my family, away from mm-hmm. everyone, just to just to watch. You know, games on TV. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I was really like, look, I, I I need to get out of here. Like, I need to make the best decision for myself. Yeah. Like you so said. You, so you're saying you didn't want to live in Montana for the rest of your life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it might sound crazy, but and and I love Montana too. But you know, I was I was there for one reason and one reason only. Yeah. Well, well like I've heard it's Missoula, right? That's where Montana. Missoula, is? yeah. Yeah, and I've heard that campus and stuff is just beautiful, like off oh, the is. charts. It is. It's up there. It's up there with one of the most beautiful, you know, places. Yeah, I've heard the scenery is nice. Yeah. I mean, I know a couple people that move that way, and mm-hmm. it's a different way of life and a different way than Nebraska. Yeah, you know? and a lot a lot of people, you know, a lot of like people who got like real money, like have vacation spots yep. out there. Mm. I know Tom Brady does. Uh, bunch of like different actors and stuff dude just because okay. it's, well, it's just beautiful match there yeah it's a great it's a great getaway wait so the the golf match was yeah. in montana I, yeah. I was wondering where that was yep. it's that i can't remember the golf course name off the top of my head yeah. but just so if yeah. anyone doesn't know what we're talking about it was tom brady aaron Rodgers, phil mickelson and bryson dechambeau mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. played a little like i don't know if it was charity it might not have been but mic'd up little match fun to watch i, I did you tune in i that? watched a little bit of it and those are awesome because they yeah. they mess around they don't they don't really care. I mean, they're competitive. Yeah, but also they know they're like that's, talking yeah. shit and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. You watch any golf? You you watch? I, I watch. I watched some of that, and it was funny because they they had like the the earpieces in, mm-hmm. like 
talking shit to each other. Yeah. Tom Brady was feeling bold that day. He was <laughs> yeah. he was giving Aaron Rodgers a lot of a lot of shit about you know his Packers situation. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, dude. I was like, Tom Man. Brady's been. I mean, if you've won that many Super Bowls and you've accomplished all yeah. that you have, like. Mm. What do you have to lose? Like exactly. his wife is Giselle, a supermodel. Mm-hmm. He's got like yeah. a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. At that point, you could say probably whatever yeah. you I want. Like, I like the fact that he's starting to kind of talk his shit more. Like, yeah, it's and cool on to see social that media side of too, him. for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I I love it. I really yeah. do. Um, you play any golf somewhere? Uh, well, I showed you. You know, when I was back home, I tagged you in that oh, little. Oh yeah, track. he did. He I'll, he posted a little story like yeah. he's got a good swing, and I. Gave him a little criticism. Yeah, yeah, get no. him right. Well, yeah, I, and I, uh, it's welcomed, of course. You know, I tagged him and leave. I was like, you know, I know there were some big golf guys. I'm like, you know, rate my swing. And he was like, he said something like, the, the form is decent, but the contact is a little shakier, like something, <laughs> something like that. Had to, had to. But uh, not a big golf guy, but mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into it mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, you should, man. Yeah. I, were there any courses out in Montana, or is it? Uh, yeah, is it cold? Like most of the se- most yeah, of the year, the mm-hmm. winters are super long, bro. Start yeah. they start in like October, oh. and it'll be snowing and stuff until like March, like end of spring. Like even my last spring ball there, we had to delay it like two weeks because the field was frozen over. Did you have an indoor? Is there an indoor no. there? <laughs> no, oh indoor. my gosh. gosh, that's 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 soft to them. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, no, wow. I, I feel that though because we'll have practices outside. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, we're not soft. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> we're go- yeah. Like at the end of the year, it'll be snowing, and like, hey, we got to get ready for this big game in Minnesota, like mm-hmm. all week outside. I'm like, yeah. we have an indoor for <laughs> <laughs> a reason, right? But no, I, I get it though. Mm-hmm. Um, back to football. So mm-hmm. when you entered your name into the transfer portal, was there any concern? Like, man, there are a ton of people in the portal mm-hmm. portal right now. It's COVID. Things are kind of hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a stressful process for you? Were there a lot of suitors? I imagine there were. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a stressful process, but I was. I was confident. I'm like, some someone's gonna pick me up. Like, I'm not. I know there's a lot of people in the portal, but even though I only have a year left, which is tough, because there's a lot of guys with like two years, three years, even four years eligibility in the portal. Mm. But a lot of the, a lot of the guys in the portal are unproven. Like ninety percent of the time, when someone's entering the portal, it's because they're not playing where they're at. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Yeah, and I'm like, I have I have a resume. I I proved myself. Like s- someone's gonna pick me up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So who else were you thinking about picking besides Nebraska? Um, it was it's weird. It was a lot of schools that like reached out initially, you know, out of the portal, but it kind of like kind of dwindled down a little bit like schools here and there like they call me talk to them and then they kind of like fade away but like when it came down to it at the end I really wanted to go to Oregon State Mm. but they didn't they didn't reach out really which which kind of hurt me because I'm like okay bro hey I'm not mad at it (laughs) yeah Yeah, me neither but like they they I was like you missed me the first time Mm. you know coming out of high school and then I, I proved myself, and you you still, you know, don't really want to mess with me. But, you know, and then it was Oregon, which is another school that I really wanted to go to, even though I grew up an Oregon State fan. Mm. But, you know, with COVID, another thing that made it tough is everybody got their year back. So all the guys who were supposed to leave. Yeah. Didn't coming, leave. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like that's, that's another thing that happened. You, you probably had to weigh a little bit of, like, mm-hmm. opportunity versus, mm-hmm. like, where I want to play, like a combination mm-hmm. of things because you obviously want to come in and make an impact. Right? Yeah. You weren't trying to – come in and be like a second exactly. receiver type of guy you know? exactly and i'm I, and i'm i was confident that like wherever i go like i'm, I'm gonna work hard enough to sh- to give them no choice but to put me on the field mm. but 
you know, at the same time, it's a lot of politics and stuff that goes into it. But at the end of the day, it was kind of between Miami and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Miami was a play, is obviously a historical program, just like, just like Nebraska. But uh, they ended up going in a different direction. It was between me and uh, Charleston Rambo. And they ended up going with Rambo. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, damn, like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And then. Like the next day, Nebraska came in like guns blazing, like look, saying everything I wanted to hear. It's like they, they read my mind. They're like, look, like we need a receiver. You're not here to sit on the bench. You're coming here to come in here right away to make an impact, you know. And plus, you know, Coach Frost and Coach Lubick, both Oregon guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm familiar with that. You know, that's my hometown. Same coaches that were there when Mariota was there. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm like. That's music to my ears, bro. That offense was fucking electric. Like, yeah, it was, no doubt about it. Like, that's that's my dream, and it was kind of like a match made in heaven for me. I'm like, yeah, like I wasted no time. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm loving this. Like, let's do it. Yeah, that was awesome. I remember seeing that, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I watched a little highlight tape. Okay, uh-huh. this dude's legit. Let's see what he's yeah. got. Came in here, spring ball. I was like, oh shit, this dude's a guy. Like, he's yeah. gonna. He's getting a ball for us. I, I remember we were in the indoor, I think, the first time we were throwing routes. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that was like, I, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, for, like damn near first day, I'm like, I'm like, bro, let's go. Like, I, I was kind of overwhelmed by everything just because, you know, it's, it, it's really amazing. The here. speed of yeah. it and the whole deal. It's probably just a yeah. lot. It's, what are some of the differences, then, yeah. between Montana and Nebraska? Um, just football program. Football, wise, football yeah. program, uh, it's a lot of differences, but, like, it's just – it's just so much more here and really it's i feel like it comes down to money you know because yeah. fcs there's not a, there's not a lot of money to go around but you know here the biggest difference is like you know training table honestly is like a big it was mm. like a big thing the food for me. yeah <laughs> it's like that's the thing like coming from an fcs school is like i'm appreciative of everything like Definitely. I, i'm like I, I don't take anything for granted you know like training table you know all the, like all the all the resources we have you know dr brett was the sports psychology like all all the stuff like that we truly do have it all like we're super lucky to i mean in all departments i mean anything you could ever want to be as good as you you know want to be is is here to make it happen like i remember like my first like time coming out here with my mom you know they, they brought all the like early recruits in or whatever like taking us on a tour of everything like and my mom's like my mom's like, oh my gosh, like, you have this, you have that. Oh my goodness, like she was like just blown away. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, and I'm blown away too, but I'm hiding it. Yeah, hiding like, it. I'm like, right? mom, play it cool, like play it cool. Like, we gotta <laughs> yeah, act like be a little hard to get. I'm like, we gotta act like we've been here before, you know? For sure, bro. Yeah, oh my but, god, for sure. But I was, I was just like she was on the inside, bro. Like just blown away by everything. Like can't believe, like I'm, I was, yeah. I'm like in this opportunity. I'm like in this position, you know? So. Like extremely, extremely grateful for it all. What were some of your first impressions of the players? Like spring ball, even mm-hmm. to me, you know, brutally honest, I, I need to hear it. Um, I was just like, I was kind of, it was overwhelming at first, just because like we have a big ass team, bro. It's we like, have a big team. We have one of the biggest teams in the country. Yeah. yeah, like I, like I knew like FBS, like it was gonna be more players on the team. But I'm like, hold on, like we got like 150 players yeah. on the team bro <laughs> and it's like i gotta like try to learn everybody's name like yep. and stuff like that but no nah, my first i had a really good first impression you know the guys were like super welcoming you know especially adrian like mm-hmm. off the bat i could tell like he was he was like a good leader and you know pretty easy to talk to guy like easy going guy and that's that goes for most of the people 
and another thing that helped is like all the all the team building stuff that we were doing at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Because I think without that, it would have been kind of tough to you know like develop relationships with players and stuff like get that. To get guys. to know them. Yeah. Yeah, because tr- coming in as a transfer is different than a recruit. Because coming in as a recruit, you have your class. Yeah, you have your class, and you make probably yeah. made all those connections beforehand. Mm-hmm. While as a transfer, it's like. You may have known someone then and there, but yeah. it's mostly just you. Yeah, exactly. And it was it's kind of weird because, like, all the initiation stuff we were doing with all the early recruits, it's like we got a couple other transfers. You know, we got we got Marquis Step, we got mm-hmm. uh, Chris, but it's mostly freshmen. So I'm like, yeah. I'm sitting in, like, introduction classes with, like, all these, like, 18-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. You're in a different space, bro. Yeah. Totally, it's funny. Now that I'm, like, older. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, freshman year, you come with your class. You're just on the same page, on the same level. Then next year, you're like, those are basically, like, the same guys. The next class that comes in, you vibe mm-hmm. with those dudes. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the year that follows and then the year that follows, I really start seeing, like, the youth on these dudes. Yeah. And just the differences. And then even, like, yeah. some of it, like, how early they were born, like, 2003 mm-hmm. and stuff like Bro, that. And it, that was crazy to me, like. Like, cause I, that's one thing I was worried about when I was transferring. Not worried about, but like, I don't want to be the old guy. Like, I don't want to be the old guy. Bro, we're the, I hate to break it to you, but we're the old dudes. We yeah. are. <laughs> and it's like, I've never been used to that. I used to always, you know, talk shit to the old guys, like grandpa, this, yeah. that. <laughs> it's like, cane, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, damn, I'm, I'm kind of fucking old, bro. <laughs> and this, but nah, it's good. And like, but seeing how many, we got a young team, like overall, we got a lot of young guys and I'm over here assuming, like, Cam Jerkins, like, bro. I was like, yeah, he's a fifth-year senior for sure. Like, look <laughs> at him. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I think he's – his eligibility is like a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Yep. Which is insane. Yeah. He's been, which is insane. It was a bunch of guys like that to where I'm like, damn, like, you're – wait, hold on. You, you're 20 or you're 19? Like – so it was kind of adjusted, you know, being that old guy. But, you know, I'm young at heart, so. <laughs> it's all accounts, right? Yeah. What about, like, the talent level? Did that ever, you know, kind of take you back a little bit, like, in practice going against the DBs? What, was there any adjustment there at all? Yeah, yeah. There, there was definitely an adjustment, you know. Uh, just, at, like, size, speed, you mm-hmm. know, technique, all that. Just because, you know, it's a whole nother level up. Like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, you know, great, great people in the F- – great players in the FCS, but – it's just it's just a different level, bro. And it's like usually in the FCS, you have those undersized guys who who are athletic because you know there's got to be a reason you went FCS. Like you might have the might have the intangibles, but you don't have the size. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah, getting picked up. Yeah. So coming into FBS, it's like okay, you guys you have guys who have the size and the mm-hmm. and the speed and the athleticism for like, sure. But you know, it wasn't too big of an adjustment just because I was like confident in my own abilities. Yeah, and, like, and you, you got skill yourself, so it, yeah. it, it wasn't a problem. And it was like we, we had like some FBS transfers, you know, come to come to Montana, you know, mm. throughout my career, and they would like reassure me. They'd be like, "Bro, like you, you can play at that level. Like, don't mm. don't think that you can't. Like, you can play." So, so I probably added to the mindset exactly. too coming in. Yeah, exactly. So it was definitely an adjustment, you know. But I feel like I I adapted to it pretty quick. Mm. Yeah. So. How about coming into the receiver room? Uh, who are some of the guys you got close with, and was it easy to mesh? I mean, I feel like I know the answer, but just uh-huh. want to hear you say it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like it was definitely you know pretty easy to mesh. Uh, it's a lot of we got a lot of young guys too, a lot of young guys with a lot of potential. Uh, I feel like coming in right away, first person I really clicked with was Levi. You know, especially because he's coming from an FCS program just like me. Yeah, South Dakota. Yeah, we actually played them uh, my junior year. 
whoop their ass but <laughs> first game, i'll make sure he hears that yeah i and he's heard it from me plenty of times but he can hear it again but yeah just so i i that was definitely a guy that i clicked with right away you know because i would kind of like pick his brain a little bit like you know what's it like you know making that next step to the fbs level like what's different you know uh, but it, it was really uh, easy to get to know a lot of the guys in there just because, you know, they're, they're just like, you know, easygoing people, you know. I can name them all, like Alante, you know, Omar. Uh, good dudes. A lot yeah. of good dudes in that room, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brody especially, like. <laughs> Brody <laughs> Brody's like, going to be here a little bit later. For real, yeah. He's like the easiest guy to get to know. He just, he's just Brody, like. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, overall, you know, a bunch of great guys in there, so. It was it was kind of smooth, and they were all like super helpful, you know, with the with the uh, playbook and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, anything you need, like, just let me know. So it was mm. it was smooth. Mm. Now I want to ask about that. I mean, obviously, don't need to give away anything, but I've heard things about how difficult the playbook can be uh-huh. for freshmen and transfers. How was dealing with that? Uh, I, I picked it up pretty good. Okay. Like, uh, and Coach Kaz was and Lubick, but mainly Kaz was like a big help with that. Uh, just a lot of one-on-one sessions with him, like him breaking it all down, you know. Because after after being at Montana, you know, the playbook was like embedded in my head, like mm-hmm. all the play- but and the and the verbiage of it and too. The, yeah. And the verbiage—that's really what it is the verbiage. Because a lot of programs run the same same route combination, mm-hmm. same plays, but you know, it's just called something else. Yeah. You know? So it was it was definitely an adjustment for sure at first, but. Uh, I feel like I picked it up pretty good. I, I would say that the biggest adjustment in that regard is from the high school to the college level. Definitely. Because high Definitely. school is, it's almost so simple, and it's like, you know, we're out here balling mm-hmm. with the bros, exactly. and like it's made to be easy, whatever. But then the college is, you get this fat stack of papers that slam <laughs> on the desk, and oh. you got to know it all, the the verbiage, what do you run against this coverage, yeah. what you do against man versus press, okay, where am I supposed to sit, how's the quarterback expecting, the timing, the bro, this. You didn't even think about that in high school. No, that's an adjustment to say the least, bro. I think every every college football player remembers their first fall camp where it's like, <laughs> Holy they, shit. like you said, they stack all these plays on you, and they're like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> like, And you're, you're, in the, you're in the playbook. I mean, you're in the, you know, the film sessions, you know, breaking everything down. It's it's a big adjustment, you know, right away. But mm. like you said, yeah, that's a bigger adjustment. So the fact that I'm I'm coming here and I already have that experience, mm. you know, it was it wasn't as tough. I'm like I've been through this before. Like I know how this goes. Mm. I got a couple more for you. Yeah. Who is the best player you've ever played against? So this is something we ask all our guests, mm. and I'm curious: is it? And this can include people you've played against on the team, I guess, too, if you want. Um. I would probably say Justin Herbert. Mm. Mm. You in, played against him in, in college, my last my last season. Oh in yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We 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 played Oregon. Our I think it was like our second game, and he's just a freak, bro. Like looking at him in person, I was like, oh my god, he's so big, bro. Dude. He's, he's like, tall. He's a, a legit, legit six. He's six. a legit six six, and he's stacked like a linebacker, bro. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. And I remember like. I think it was like I can't remember. I think it was like third quarter there in the red zone, and like our biggest, our biggest, strongest defensive end, who was like, he don't miss tackles like that. Like he, if he makes contact with you, he brings you down. Mm-hmm. And Justin Herbert Loki like threw him off him <laughs> and rifled a pass in the back of the end zone. I'm like, yo, like this dude's legit. Yeah. <laughs> that was just different. Yeah, it was just a different level. So yeah, that's definitely the player, the best player I played against. 
than well, the last one. No, oh, no, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I was ahead. just going to say that. Well, he is throwing. He's quarterback for the Chargers, so. Yeah. And he was, was he rookie of the year? I believe so. He, I mean, he yeah, went off yeah, like thirty-three was. TDs. You yeah, know, just it, a dog. It was between him and Justin Jefferson, and, no. and he won that. You guys yeah. played LSU too? Oh no, 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 no! I'm saying the rookie of the year. Oh, it was between him and Justin. I was Jefferson. about to say y'all played LSU. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I don't know how how that would have went. If we yeah, LSU. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, unrelated question: mm. Goat debate. Is LeBron the goat? Because I know you're a big NBA guy. I know we yeah. talk shop a little bit in that department. So yeah. just got to let the people know you're you're multi. Yeah, LeBron's the GOAT. Thank and you. Thank yes. you. Let's go. Okay. Okay. We're on the same we're page. About, yeah, we're yeah. on the same page. Okay. I mean, I was ready for when you guys said something <laughs> else. I was ready to debate that. But, <laughs> nah, LeBron's definitely my GOAT. And I, I'm... I'm partially saying that because he's he's our era, so we yeah. is our era. We, we saw him to be the on goat, that dude. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like he's just the best overall player of all time, bro. You can do it all. You can you can pass, shoot, finish. Like he just makes so much of a difference on the court. And yeah, he's a general. He's yeah. a general out there. Exactly. Man. He mean, just he knows how to win games. Rebound the ball, assists. I mean, you just Jordan can't top that. Those those numbers and rebounding and assists. Yeah. I mean, even scoring. He's like he's he's coaching. He's coaching on the court. He's pointing. You go over here. You come up, get the ball, and then I'm like, I'm like yo, this no. dude's different. And some of the teams he's made it to the finals with, you know, it's just ridiculous. He, yeah. he brought the worst team in NBA Finals history oh, yeah, to the finals in 07 yeah. for the yeah. Caps. Oh, that team was awful. So it wasn't like Mo Williams and like, uh, who's number 11, that big wall, uh, white ball dude, uh, uh, the seven-footer? Gauskas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, bro. Come on. You're telling me LeBron isn't the GOAT. I didn't see Jordan take any teams no. like that. Yeah. When Jordan left... That Bulls team won like fifty-five games the next year. Yeah, when yeah. LeBron left, they were the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and obviously Michael Jordan is a f- an amazing basketball player. Like he's in the goat conversation for a reason, but it's just a different time. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know if Jordan's doing that. I don't know if he's doing that in this mm-hmm. in this day and age. You know what I mean? So well, well I've always liked this quote. Michael Jordan is the best scorer in NBA history, but LeBron mm-hmm. is the best player. Yeah, and th- and that's what I say too. You know, he's just the best. No one can do it all like LeBron. But Michael Jordan was low-key unstoppable Like when it comes to getting to the basket. Exactly. Well, we hope you brought brought away many things from this opening discussion. <laughs> but I hope one of them is LeBron is the GOAT. Without a doubt. Samari so Torre with us here on Athletes Unfiltered, Episode 7. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with Tweets Unfiltered. Don't go away. Best part of the show, Tweets Unfiltered. Here on episode number seven, Jeff Ekstrom along with Adrian Martinez and Samari Torre with us on the guest. And Samari, you have a tweet for us. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, I usually don't, you know, address, you know, <laughs> uh, comments on Twitter. But this one, this guy, I just, I just had to. Uh, Ty Hughes, um, <laughs> at Husk on the Run 20. So I had posted, you know, a little runs a runs a ad or mm, whatever. Yeah. yeah, okay, getting yourself a little nil yeah, money. Yeah, all right, runs a little something. Side you know. note: Have you had a runza? Yeah, I actually just had it before I got here. Oh, really? like a yeah. runza or a cheeseburger? Oh no, 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 no runza. just a cheeseburger. I've never had a. Bro, I, oh. I swear we're getting sidetracked, but every single person I know that goes to runza doesn't get the runza. They get yeah. the burger. No, oh, I yeah, I, I get the burger. I don't get the runza anymore. What's what's? You need know. to try it though. The thing is, you got to try it. It's like a cabbage. Hot pocket, yeah. It's the best that way is, I see, that doesn't it. sound with, like too with appealing. Meat, with meat, it's kind of it's kind of good though. It's not it's not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll try it. You know, it's worth. Trying Anyways, everything. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
uh, I had posted or whatever, and he he quoted it, and he said, "Keep eating that Runza, and your name might be Slow Mori." <laughs> and look, look, Ty. Uh, that's just a bad joke. Like I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it wasn't. You could have kept that one. You should have should have yeah, saved that one. Yeah, kept so. to yourself. Nah, but it's all love, you know. That's 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 just some lighthearted uh, comments, you know. It's just something fun, but yeah, bro. Like if you're gonna come at me on Twitter, bro, come at it with some, you know, funnier than that, you know, something I can at least giggle at. <laughs> I kind of just saw that and I was like, Ugh, bro, you got a little, little cringy right like, there. Yeah, you got to do better, but nah, it's all love. Anything else? Any anyone come at you with some like messed up comments? Uh, nah. Like I was I was trying to think, but it's all positive. Uh yeah, it's it's some a lot of positive stuff, but I feel like I haven't like done anything yet to the point where it's mm-hmm. like mm. like they 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 can say anything negative. So maybe if we run this back after the season, maybe maybe it'll be a few more <laughs> comments. <laughs> but maybe a game or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Nah, that won't happen. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say <laughs> you're pretty active on Twitter. Pretty active tweeter. Is that is that just your uh? Your deal? You, you trying to boost for name, image, likeness, or is this, uh, you've always been this way? I like I'll be I like being spurts. I, I go in spurts. Mm. Like it'll be sometimes where I like I use like Twitter a lot. But if you look at my tweets, bro, most of the time I I tweet about like sports. Like I'll tweet ab- like if there's like a game on, like you know I'll, I'll tweet about that. But other than that, you know I'm not I'm not tweeting too much. But you know here and there, yeah, I'll, I'll get into it when I when I get bored, you know. You're tweeting that LeBron's the goat. Hmm. You're gonna tweet that LeBron's the goat, right? You keep tweeting about that. Oh, that that that, that doesn't even need to be <laughs> tweeted. That's a retweet when you see it pop yeah. up all the time. Like every time yeah. it pops up on the feed. I I actually have one to bring this week. Mm. All right, I want to bring. So this happened today. Mm. Nebraska, the account. Oh, put yeah. out. Um, I was on the Maxwell finalist list. Mm. And oh yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Someone said, quote, fuck a watch list, win more than five games, please. So, Brendan, Smithy underscore four. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell do you know about winning games, bro? What do you know? I love it. It looks like the only thing you know is how to take some weak selfies. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky I didn't clap back on Instagram, but I'm clapping back here. I really had to hold myself back when I saw that. And I I was funny. I was telling my girlfriend about it or whatever, and she's like, you're above it. Like, don't clap back Mm -hmm. on him on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, I shouldn't. But I've had it. I'm doing it here. I had to. (laughs) That's got to be hard for you, bro. That's got to be hard for you to, like, hold back on. Well, it's, it's like... You got to choose what you look at, and it's come mm-hmm. over time. But when I was younger, like that was tough. And when you go through, yeah. you know, we didn't have the best season my sophomore year, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of negative stuff on there, and I kind of got caught up in it. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten to the point now where it's more funny, and it's more like, all right, mm-hmm. whatever. Like this is what this guy does. Like I hope it made his day, you know. And yeah. I'd probably make his day by saying something, exactly. that, like actually make his day. Exactly. So it d- it doesn't affect me to that point, and I let the people who. Like I actually value their opinions. I, I listen to them. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you could get on his head real quick. What's his name? Uh, Smitty f- underscore four. Yeah, Smitty. F- fuck out of here with those weak ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my dog. I respect it, dude. I respect it. See, so he mastered the art of winning games though while on his couch. 
Yeah, like he must know all that that consists of. Like he must know all the plays, how to read coverages. Yeah, exactly. He must know the whole deal, man. Like he must be the new Bill Belichick on Madden. What's crazy is ninety percent of the time, bro. Like you don't even have like they don't even have real like profile pictures. Like yeah. They're, they're hiding behind the screen. Bro. The burner accounts. Yeah, the burner accounts are active all the time, and it's like, bro, if you're not gonna say that in to his face, bro, just please save it, you know, or at least put like your real face in exactly. front of your profile. He did put his real face. Yeah, okay, so there like, you go. But okay. they were still some weak ass selfies. Though, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> what you, you some dude doing like the duck lips in his in his uh, God. yeah. You y- know what, dude. Yikes. I hope you hear this. I should tag you. No, that'd be too much. That'd be too much. I won't do it. But there's a, there's some positive stuff in there too. So it's like, if you want to see the love, you're gonna exactly. see the hate. You know, like you got to block it all out type of thing. Yeah, and I was kind of like, exactly. I knew I was coming up here today, and I was like, you know what? Let's find some some to share. And I definitely no. found it. Yeah, yeah. You can't get you can't get too up when they praise you. You can't get too down when praise they praise and blame the same. You. Yeah, you already yeah, know. It's something we sign up for when we do this. So. Mm. Well, I also feel like we have to address what happened between the Nebraska and Iowa football accounts today. Did you guys see that? No, what no, happened? I didn't see it. Okay, no, it's like nothing big, but oh. do you remember when they posted um, the Husker football account said, nothing to see here, just a friendly interaction? And I think it's JoJo, like uh, tackling a Hawkeye football player here. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, so they posted that July 16th, and today. The Iowa football account uh, quote tweeted it saying, interesting photo choice because it's been 2,425 days since your last good interaction with us. And they list the game history between Nebraska and Iowa. It took them that long to say that? They must have been really bored because they were just sitting around. Yeah, I think they're, they I think they're jealous because their social media team is definitely lacking. Yeah, that's what ca- they can't compare to Nebraska's social media team and engagement. And I, I don't want to get in this debate with Iowa fans, and I probably shouldn't say anything, <laughs> um, so I won't, but all true Nebraska fans know the argument, you know how it goes, and look, we'll find out this year. I'm excited. That we will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I was just going to look up how many followers compared. Okay, actually, it's decently close, but <laughs> so actually, I can't use uh, that. There goes, that. There goes that argument. <laughs> there, there that goes. <laughs> but anything else? With social? I mean, sorry, so it seems like Twitter is your choice. For social media. Uh, yeah. And, like, on, on Twitter, like, the only thing, like, I, I really see is, like, you know, because there, there's, like, people who are, like, hyping me up, you know, excited that I'm here. But then at the same time, you got other people coming in, like, why the fuck are you hyping this guy up? He's coming from the FCS. He hasn't done anything at this level. He, he hasn't done anything for Nebraska mm-hmm. yet. Like, like, wait for him to play until you start hyping him up. I'm like. I mean, I get that. I let, let it motivate you. Yeah, let yeah. it motivate you. Yeah, you know, I I don't take any of it too serious, but you know, yeah. I, I I see it and I'm like, okay, like I I take notes of it. Yeah. And I I got some I got some stuff saved. So after the season, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna come back and tag a few of them, like you were saying. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, you know, there you so, go. But nah, I I like I said, I don't really take any of that stuff too serious because you know a lot of the times. You know, the people who are talking the most shit know the least about what we do and know the least about us as players and as people. So mm, you that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't really take it into too much consideration. Now, also, Husker Twitter, more specifically, is just a different beast. Would you agree with that, Adrian? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've touched on it more than a few times. Yeah. Did you notice that when you came? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was one of the first things I noticed because right when I committed, like my followers just started oh, going yeah. crazy. You know, I'm like, damn, like Husker fans really like come, and then they've they've even proven me right even more. You know, to this day, you know active on twitter all the time definitely very active always seeing some you know whether it's good bad or in the middle it's like they're active like they're Mm -hmm. out there so you got to respect it at the end of the day you know they they love their program and i also love getting in twitter battles and players comments sometimes too yeah yeah (laughs) i've seen it seen it go down yeah you i I don't know how you do it bro because every time i look at my phone someone's tagging you in something i'm like bro let this man live (laughs) a day yeah it's almost like you you just get used to it, and also yeah. I, I don't even see it as much anymore. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a, and it is not kind of. It is an effort on my part to mm-hmm. just try and put in the rear yeah. view. Yeah, and I, I have respect for you for that because, you know, not a lot of people could probably handle it as well as you do. You know, because, you know, personally, I know I know a lot of people who just would clap back at every single person, like <laughs> or and even let it like mess with their head. You mm-hmm. know, when it comes to actually playing, but. You know, it's evident with you. You don't you don't let any of that stuff get to you. You just kind of mm. let the noise fade out, and that's that's something that's really important. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Talking social media and tweets unfiltered here on athletes unfiltered. Smory, anything else before we decide to go? Yeah, any any shout outs you want to plug? Um. Man, shout out shout out to all my friends and family. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, like, uh, shout out to the homie uh, Smitty. Out, under, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ty Hughes with that trash joke. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, nah, it's nothing really I got to say. Uh, thank you guys for having me on here. Thanks for coming on, yeah. man, really. It was awesome. And hopefully uh, Husker fans will get to know you more when you're catching some touchdowns back in the end zone here. Mm. You're coming this fall. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry, Tori, with us here in Athletes Unfiltered. That's going to wrap things up from us. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at ATH Unfiltered. Follow Adrian at Martinez the QB. And you can follow myself at X on Sports. And if you're feeling generous and you've loved what we've done so far, we do have a Patreon up. And we will have bonus content, extra segments from every episode. So make sure to subscribe there. Or if you just want to donate, you can do that as well. On through Spotify or whatnot. Yeah, nothing holding you back, man. Go ahead. Go for it. Go for it. There we go. Episode 7 of Athletes Unfiltered. For Adrian Martinez, I'm Jeff Ekstrom. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. A Huda Media Production.